Pirate Wire Radio. Frontlines Indie Journalism as part of Pirate Wire Services. Frontline Indie Journalism from the Global South to you. Pirate Wire Radio. Transmission initiating in 3, 2, 1. Piracy commencing. Pirate Wire Radio. Declarando la justicia. Creo que creemos en el Ecuador. Nadie pierde, nadie gana. Solo el país ganará. Muchas gracias. Welcome back to a new episode of the Pirate Wire Services podcast. This episode, we're going to look at the national strike that's going on in Ecuador. It's a really similar situation to what we experienced in Colombia just a year ago. So far, the authorities have registered four deaths in the 12 days since the demonstrations started. Indigenous organizations have said they're going to continue the strike and the government has announced states of exception in several cities. So we decided to make a podcast about what you need to know to understand what's happening in Ecuador. We spoke to Carolina Losa, an Ecuadorian journalist who's been covering the strike. Pirate Wire Radio. The demonstrations come up, they were called on the 24th of May after President um, Lasso gave his first address. He addressed the nation for the first time a year in office. He was, um, he was uh, started off right foot with a, with a strong vaccination campaign. It was, it was one, um, one of his promises while in office to get the uh, vaccination with COVID-19 going. But then um, it started turning sour. There was uh, a national assembly that was against him. Uh, well, the majority was against him and everyone thought in the beginning, some analysts thought that it would be ideal, uh, but it didn't quite turn out to be the case. Uh, it has been difficult to pass bills. It has been difficult for work overall. And um, the Confederation of Indigenous Nationalities, CONAIE, which is a strong actor within civil society and politics in Ecuador, said that they on several times called the precedent for dialogue and to reach out some agreements in some areas such as education, mining, job generation, uh, and these that these requests were largely ignored. So on the 24th of May, they called for a nationwide strike, the first one since October 2019, and that was for a different reason, in a different administration, um, but they, it was the first one, post-COVID, let's say. And um, it was due to start on 13 of June, and um, it has gone on since. So on, on that call on the 13th of June, what actually happens is that CONAIE, as the, the Confederation of Indigenous Nationalities, is the umbrella for other organizations from the Amazon region and the Highland region of, on the coast. So basically three regions of Ecuador, um, indigenous nationalities um, get together, are, are under that umbrella. Other groups have come up as well. Union workers, drivers, um, different sectors of society. So they have gone in the streets. This is a country where the street protest is very well, well, it, it has been, I wouldn't say traditional, but it has been there. It has people go on the streets. People used to go on protests as families and they might turn violent at times, but it wasn't the violence that we saw in October 2019 and definitely not the violence that we've seen now. So 
it, it has it, I think it has eroded the nation I mean the there's a lot of polarization at the moment in the country which is really sad to see there are people who and there come many 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 factors at play for this Indigenous movements in Ecuador have a long history of social mobilizations. They have toppled two presidents and in 2019 nearly toppled a third when they blocked every highway in the country, every oil refinery, and surrounded the seat of government in Quito. So when President Lasso expressed a willingness to engage in a dialogue with the leaders, Leonidas Itza demanded that in order to meet the government would have to remove its state of emergency, which grants extra powers to police to respond to protesters, a immediate cessation of police repression, and demanded that the government would not rule out any of the protesters' demands. Other demands from protesters include gasoline subsidies that would lower the cost of both diesel and normal gasoline, uh, debt forgiveness, establishing fair prices for farm products, increasing the health and education budgets of the state, and programs that would improve the employment rate. El gobierno nacional utilizará todos los recursos legales que la ley le faculta para enfrentar a los vándalos y criminales. The strike continues, particularly in Quito, and police repression also continues. At least two protesters have died and more than a hundred have been injured. Protesters have also denounced tear gas attacks on the University of Quito and a Catholic church that was serving as a humanitarian zone for protesters. In addition, according to Amnesty International, there is evidence that security forces also killed an indigenous protester in Puyo. Protests have been ongoing for over two weeks and have been joined by student groups as well as a few labor unions, especially in Quito. Some observers postulate that Lasso might not survive, but as of yet, we don't have a conclusion, nor is anyone certain when it's likely to end. That's it for this week. Thanks again for listening to Pirate Wire Services. I am Joshua Collins. Uh, please remember that you can find us at pirate underscore wire on Twitter or pirate wire services on our Substack. Hasta pronto, piratas. Pirate Wire Radio.